following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. We got to figure out an alternative yeah, to the chip and the dip. Got to figure something out there, but we're going to make it happen because yeah. Tostitos is the best, and they, of course, presenting Talking Cowboys. Like always, we are back from the star in Frisco mm-hmm. and the Cowboys headquarters. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. We've got Chris Beasy in the back, and I'm Kyle Yeomans, and gentlemen. Chris Beasy. Chris Beasy. Chris oh. Beam. CBZ. Beam me up, Scotty. I heard you start the show like that. I like that. What's what's CBZ's uh, Xbox name? His gamer tag. The uh, Daddy Shark. Do 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 do. I'm not gonna say how many do's because I don't want to give <laughs> you it don't all want everybody away. Everybody to blow them up. But it's Daddy Shark. <laughs> Daddy Shark is what it is ultimately. It's a it's a really really good Xbox name. He yeah. got it like really early on before that. So when you get like marked really on, my, on, on Call of Duty, he just says. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, I try to do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's Beezy's. Uh, yeah, just my, hit me up. Yeah. Play. Okay, there you go. So maybe you can I need look to it buy up it. on there. I need to buy it. You need to. Heckman, what would your Xbox name time, be? Killer. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, oh. I feel like that's probably taken. Probably taken. That's probably yeah, <laughs> early on. Probably like you would have to be like Killa like 0473891214 something like that. Something like that. Yeah, lots of numbers after it. Rob, what would yours be? Afraid of roller coasters? Yeah, probably scared of stuff. <laughs> scared of stuff. Seventeen, something like that. It'd be loop baggy. What? Yeah. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> scared of Damn stuff. Rob. I got phobias. I got phobias. <laughs> Killed by I got phobias. <laughs> <laughs> Scared girl dad. Screaming Aggie is it was there, it is. there, you go. there it is. Disappointed Aggie. How about that? That one's definitely taken. Oh, I guarantee you. That one's one hundred percent taken. Especially after Saturday. We need somebody to Photoshop like a picture a of us. We don't even have a coach right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. But he's rumored to go to every other job in the country every year. Can know? somebody somebody out there who's listening Photoshop just like a lower third on each one of our names and it's the Xbox gamer tag. Gamer with the tag? Ones, I like it. The, the ones that they like the most. Take a poll. Take a poll. <laughs> Top three or four selections for each person. What would yours be? I don't know. I don't know. U-Dub so, for life. Yeah, something Seattle. Seattle, yeah. My actual gamer tag is Zooside4. Crazy how I got like that. Uh, that's my, 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 my number was four, and uh-huh. my nickname was Zeus, and they, my boys used to say Zeus side. That's I don't know. I like kinda, that. Kinda His became. would be Judge Dreads. Judge Dredd. <laughs> I was thinking Ruben crazy S. for the Kraken or something like yeah. like that with Seattle. But I like that. There. You like the Kraken? I do like so. the Kraken. I like anything Seattle. Yeah. There you Killer go. Killer Kraken. Killer Kraken. There you go. That's there a good you go. One. All right. News and notes for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones was on the fan a couple moments ago, and I, I don't know what you thought about what he had to say on the radio, but I want to say he might have tipped his hand as to what could happen when Tyron Smith comes back. There is a chance that he does come back this week. Stephen Jones said that yesterday on the fan, but what's the situation at the left tackle spot, and, and is there anything moving into the week to be encouraged about? Everybody has sounded like Tyron has a great chance to play this week. 
And look, they'll see how it goes. I asked Mike about it yesterday. The plan is for him to get into practice on some level. Doesn't sound like it's going to be the the heaviest Wednesday practice they've had because they know they've got this crazy stretch, three games in 12 days ahead. But I think they feel good about it. So, But yeah, to your point, Jerry was asked, what's your right tackle plan? And he said, I don't know if we know. Now, maybe that's Jerry just saying, I don't want to tell you on, on Tuesday, even though he's he's kind of tipped his hand in the past or at least given his impressions of what they might do. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because I think both guys, Terrence Steele and Lyle Collins, played better mm-hmm. in this past game at left tackle for Steele, right tackle for Collins. I'm, I'm not sure what they should do either. I, I don't know if there's a clear-cut answer here. I don't know how you guys feel about it. but How do you feel about it? I feel good about it. I feel good about what Terrence Steele did uh, against Atlanta. But, you know, I understand without the threat of a bona fide pass rush, you would expect him to be as good as he as he was. Obviously, those improvements have got to make this coaching staff feel a lot better about him right now. Um, when you think about three games in 12 days, I believe that's what this next stretch is going to be. Yeah. When it, Tyron Smith, his availability is important to us right now. So if he's 80%, I sit him. It doesn't matter. Ninety mm. percent, I sit him because we're going to need him over this last stretch. And so, like we face this each and every season with this stretch. And so, it's very important. And, I, and Mike McCarthy talked about it in in the um, presser yesterday about how important just watching guys and monitoring health right now is to the squad. So, if we don't do that. Um, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. We have a few AFC opponents that we're going against, but again, we have to watch the health of our team. Yep, I don't disagree. I think I think you have to for him as a as a vet, you need to get him back as healthy as possible. So if he's not one hundo, uh, keep him sitting down. Make sure he's good. Because I mean, we we're looking big picture here. You know, it's not like we have a like we have a bum behind him. Uh, you know, Terrence still got his legs up underneath him. You know, we, that's something that we said he needed to do um, on the backbone of the Minnesota game, and he did that. Right, he showed up, he took care of business. We don't we're not sitting here talking about how how bad he played and how he was using the wrong hand and all that <laughs> jazz. Right, so he took care of business. Um, if we have a health healthy tyrant obviously we want him um, but if he's not let's not let's not play with him because we know you know unfortunately guys are some guys are more susceptible to injuries than others mm-hmm. and he has a history of that so let's make sure he's as healthy as can be when he comes back there, I'm sorry do you, did you think he dropped a hint on what they might do at right tackle or that or, that or that Tyron would just be back this week so go I'll have to go back and look at it but the way that I interpreted it on the fan was before he started talking about that specific and they asked him that question. What would you do at right tackle? And he, his quote was, I don't know if we know at the, at the moment. Before that, he was talking about Terrence Steele. And he mentioned that Terrence Steele had played better. And he's having a great year. He, I think he said a, a top-notch year or something of the sort. I don't remember the exact quote there. But then he kind of rattled on a little bit and kind of drawed the – or I guess finished the rest of his answer by saying Terrence Steele is – played well enough to give us a great option, a great reserve option at left tackle uh, as well as right tackle. And I think that might have tipped his hand as maybe saying, okay, here he's back to swing tackle, which is something that I know, Heckma, you had talked about previously, is that if Collins takes over at right tackle, he doesn't give that job back, especially whenever Terrence Steele moves to the left. Once Terrence Steele is done being at left tackle, Tyron Smith returns, then Terrence Steele is then the swing tackle. Am I under? Am I being delusional when I say that it was apparent that Leo Collins is a better right tackle? 
last week, just the power that he has. In You're the not winning. delusional. Okay, because I, I see immediately a guy that comes out and his presence is being – how physical he is at the right tackle. So, I mean, I understand. Look, I – Terrence Steele has done a wonderful job, you know, but I just I don't think he's going back to right tackle ever. Well, that's kind of Jerry kind of referenced, I think, what you're talking about, how physical Lyle he called us he called him the enforcer of the offensive line. <laughs> and that he's kind of got a dark side in terms of just how nasty he can get in that yeah. group. And I think that is something he brings to the table. But then there's this whole continuity thing too. When Terrence mm-hmm. Steele has been over there for five games, they've had a ton of success. And Mike McCarthy said at the start of the year, when you've got the the same five starting the entire season, like analytically, you're going to win a lot of football games. Now, Lyle Collins has been the mainstay there, so I, it's a different kind of situation. But I, 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 I don't have a feel right now for what they're going to do either. Are we getting a false sense of hope for Terrence Steele at left tackle, though, because of the way he played against Atlanta? You mentioned it. There's a difference between the Denver pass rush and the Atlanta pass rush. Even even Denver, we were looking at it on paper and saying, you know what, Like this team didn't have Von Miller, they didn't have Bradley Chubb. That, that didn't look like the pass rush that would have made noise. Oh, they made some noise. Atlanta, we went into it saying, yeah, no. This there should not be any pressure in this ball game at all, and there wasn't. And that's a credit to yes, the offensive line. But I just don't want to get ahead of myself. And, and Isaiah, you can give your input on this as well. Just because they didn't give up anything against Atlanta doesn't mean they won't moving forward. No, I mean every any team that you play against, you know, in this league, you're susceptible to them finding a way to generate pressure. So I mean, the comfort. You know, the continuity, obviously Collins is, when he's healthy, he's the he's the best tackle, right tackle we have, hands down. That's not even a conversation piece. Um, but the continuity's question is what we is something we were trying to figure out, right? How how long is it going to take him to get back integrated? How long is it going to take him to get his feet underneath him? You know, how are his hips? All those kind of things, right? So we see that he's he's good. So obviously keep him there, right? He's, he's ready to take care of business. Um, the same issue, the same question marks that we have in terms of continuity and all that stuff, our upcoming opponent, is trying to figure out as well. And I know we're not, talk, not talking about them yet, but their offensive line was totally shaken up this year, and they have pretty much five fresh ones up there, and that, that's what they're trying to figure out, that continuity piece. The guys that are better guys versus the guys that have been already playing, and do we switch these guys out? So this is a problem that, that obviously we're not the only team that's trying to figure it out, but you know, as long as, again, I think Collins healthy, obviously, play him. If Smith's not 100%, to Heckman's point, keep him off. I, were you surprised that Dante Fowler came off of IR before this game? <laughs> I, he's the one guy that when he when I saw Dante Fowler run out, I said, I can't believe he would actually get healthy. He obviously got healthy for this game, and, and I was looking forward to that matchup, but Terrence still handled him. I mean, he didn't have any pressure, maybe one uh, pressure on, on, on Dak, but that's a good problem to have. No matter, I mean, we're talking about something that's really good. This is a great this problem. This is a great to problem to have, and we're talking about depth, and maybe down the line, if there's some, anything that happens for me, Tyron Smith, I just want to see him back healthy. We knew that we'd come to a point in the season where he possibly would miss some games. Now that we have a bon- – well, we feel like we have a bona fide swing tackle. Zeke is doing so many good things in pass pro uh, and also with our, our blocking tight ends. Uh, McEwen being black, he did a heck of a job as well. So, look, if we can kind of band-aid this for these next couple weeks, 12 games – I mean, excuse me, three games in 12 days – like I think it benefits us. Yeah, and they've just they got to clean up the penalties inside. And and look, particularly it's Connor Williams at the left guard spot. Oh, man. And and it's you know everybody's spoken about it. Jerry spoke about it again this morning. Like not that he's getting 
necessarily bad calls against him, but there's something he's doing technique-wise that is man. it's leverage that is catching the official's attention. And he, I think he's leading the league in penalties now. Oh yeah, it's something that's it's got to change. You can look at all of them and say, yeah, not every one of them's you know uh, maybe a fair call or or it's close. But if it's keep calling against you. You got to do something to change about it. So uh, that's that's the biggest thing right now. Besides figuring out that right side, assuming you get Tyron back, you got you got to shore that up. That's weight room and leverage for 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 Connor for for that Connor bro. Hmm. I mean, I, I feel as if he's undersized at that position. I, I know when yeah. I see him in person, he looks like he's still a, a grown man, obviously. But he definitely came into the league undersized. He came into the league spot. undersized, and and unfortunately. Uh, genetics plays a huge part when you you know it's not it's not just about technique at that position. He's going against the strongest, literally, he's going against the strongest guys on the field. When you're playing at the guard position, the biggest dudes, the biggest, strongest guys that the opponent has is coming against you. And leverage plays a part, weight plays a part, strength plays a part, right? And unfortunately, I think he's probably taking an L on in all three of those categories whenever he steps on the field with most opponents. Jarrett was another problem, Grady Jarrett. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, you know, we've yeah. seen it with some other matchups earlier this season as it's well. Just tough. Yeah. Do you think Connor McGovern gets a little bit of playing time? I know Jerry was asked that question and he kind of shifted it aside and talked about player versatility, position uh, flex, and saying that most of the snaps that McGovern has had have come on the right side. But he did get some snaps at left guard. Whenever Connor Williams was taking snaps as the backup center, Connor McGovern was the left guard in those sets throughout training camp, and I'm I'm certain that probably has continued into the season as well. But do you think there's a chance McGovern maybe gets into rotation a little bit if the penalties continue? McGovern is obviously doing something from Monday to Sunday that's not getting him any reps at, yeah. on the offensive line. And going back to Connor Williams, I just feel as though, man, you know, with anything on any team, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if we're going to say of the starting guys that we have, Connor Williams is the weakest link, then the team is obviously trying to figure out a way to to not have him get the, the penalties that he's getting. Right? But it's either, it's either hold uh, Jared or allow him to get a sack. So it's you know so like I I I I for one Connor go ahead and hold him so that we don't get that pressure but it, it is in, in as the course of the game went on every time there was a flag you're just going is it holding on fifty yeah you know so I mean I I just want him to get better be better it's like you know we're seven and two. we're seven and two and I don't want to nitpick the hell out of Connor Williams but you know let's he's been the guy last year that stayed the healthiest you know. Mm-hmm. Um, He's having to help Biotish as well, and and the, them two together. If we could just mend them into one, I guess that's the way I got to look at it. Yeah, you got to you got to look at it in the grand scheme of things too. Like you said, we're nitpicking right now. A lot of those penalties happened in the second half of a forty-three to three win. Now, if those penalties happen and it's a three-point yeah, ball game, it's a seven-point ball game. I'm not calling it. Story. I'm not referring to it as nitpicking because those things you got to you got to sure up. Yeah, and obviously it's not it's not. Something that's like okay, we can we can fix that right now. That's like a glaring issue, and right? it's, it's continued. It's, it's been all season long. It hasn't yeah. just been the one game. It's a glaring issue. I mean, it's it's not like when I was playing and uh, Flo Zell led the league in false starts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's not that's not something where you just like hey Flo, just just sit on the front leg a little bit more and just just wait for the ball to be snapped. This is like you're being outmanned. Yeah, and that's a, that's a problem. Because when we start looking at the teams that we're going, that we obviously have to face the remainder of the season, and then as we start looking at these playoff teams, as we start trying to make this playoff run, you start you look at the Rams. Who are you going to play against? They got their butt kicked last last night, but mm-hmm. who, who's going to line up over Connor Williams? 
Aaron Donald. Right, you yep. start looking at the type of guys that are going to be lined up over him. If you're a defensive, if you're looking at a defensive end, right? I know Mr. Michael Parsons here. You pull up Michael Parsons. I'm picking the worst tackle that you have, and I'm putting them on him. I'm putting the worst tackle. I'm Michael Parsons. Go against the worst tackle they have because you have the advantage. It's going to be the same thing as we face these teams that have really good interior D linemen. I'm putting my best interior D lineman. I don't care if you play on the right side. I'm putting you on the left side today because Connor Williams is right there. Mike, yeah. yeah, and Mike McCarthy. I mean, he references competition there. And, and not that they're going to make a change. Like I think his preference would be to stick, like I said, stick with the same five, yeah, yeah, yeah. get that, keep that going. But look, the, yeah, McGovern is a guy that he has said has earned the right to play on Sunday, even if it's as the slot, slot receiver <laughs> or as the you know the fullback or whatever. They're trying to kind of get him on the field, get his feet wet a little bit. You're right. Like I think they're more comfortable with him probably at right guard than left guard. Lyle Collins has taken reps at guard. Like I think it's something to watch with eight games left, but I think they they think he can get this corrected. But I th- but I think they they have spoken about the competition at, at that spot. So we'll see. And wasn't it last year Jedrick Wells from I believe the the rookie uh, for the Cleveland Browns was the most penalized last season, and that's a team that spent a lot of time running the ball. So you know I, I think however you look at it, you know I, I don't want to. I've been a person that has piled on Connor uh, many a time. Right now, I just feel like, you know, he's having, like you said, he's having the best of the best over the top of him, and they're trying to get match up and get pressure up the middle. If he's holding and he's getting beat uh, in, a, in a blowout win, that's where the nitpicking comes in. If we get into close competition, and, and obviously those like in the New England games uh, where we were, we did need that holding uh, penalty, and uh, I believe it was a, something else that he got as well. I mean, those are things like those boneheaded plays. You can't make those because you obviously cost your team. No, not at all. You can't cost your team like that. And maybe that that does open the door for a little bit of competition. Uh, I think Connor McGovern's in another competition right now. Top slot receiver in the NFL. (laughs) Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. (laughs) CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. He's definitely the biggest. (laughs) And then Connor McGovern. McGovern has got to score a touchdown this season. One yard line. Come on now. You and I need to make t-shirts. We're going to wear it every Friday. Yeah, because somebody got a bet going. Big man touchdown. Fridge McGovern. What's the bet? What's yeah? You made it with the people across the pond. I don't I remember oh, that. Nah, I think they misunderstood me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make well, it. it's you always a, a misunderstanding. No, huh? They hit me up on Twitter the other day. They'll have to remind me. If you guys are listening, remind me what the bet was. I forgot. Okay, so yeah, we will get that reminder, of course, from our friends in the UK. But when we come back, we'll hear from Cowboys Nation. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll answer your questions next, 888-855-2297. We'll see you in a second here on Talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. Jason Witten, big number 82, has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right this second, right now, at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys. We're taking your calls, 888-855-2297. We'll get to those here in a second. But first, I, I think you guys needed a little motivation. What's that, Kyle? Well, Mike McCarthy got after the team after they lost to Denver. And mm. you know how last year, I mean, really all the way throughout his Cowboys tenure, he's known for being very animated, okay. right? He... Of course, had the watermelon smashing last yeah, week, yeah. last year. We brought out a sledgehammer and he smashed a watermelon. He had the mojo moments mojo. throughout training camp. Mojo moments sticking with this team all it's the way through. It's time for yeah. a yeah. mojo moment. Yeah. But this week, he pulled out something completely different. What's that? He pulled out a little bit of monkey butt. Monkey butt. Monkey butt. Not just one can. But two, two cans. cans. And then a, a smaller one as well. I mean, just a little baby pack. bumpy. Go yeah, a little to go. <laughs> it's a it's a travel pack. That's exactly what it is. Monkey, show, show he brought out the, the monkey butt. The And somehow, Caden Gates found this. Of course Caden did. Yeah, at a hardware it. store. No, he had it in his cabinet. <laughs> he, just, he had it ready to go. <laughs> so he, he just told you the tartware He made that up. It's all already. I looked all broken. over for it, yeah. Basically, I, I explain it in a very... Radio-friendly yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, radio-friendly. Let, let, let me tell you, from a man that's getting up every morning and uh, putting in miles, <laughs> you need this. <laughs> hey, chafing is real. <laughs> right? And you don't, you don't want to be a part of it. So help yourself with some monkey butt. I, if there's not a sponsorship deal in <laughs> place happening, it's definitely yeah. happening. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Man, I'm telling you, man, you, this stuff works. Does it? Uh, it works. I've never had to get to that point yet. <laughs> yeah. when, when I you, didn't know this existed. When you, get, <laughs> when you get to that point, trust me, this is you, won't, to, you won't have that in between. Caden, I'm going to go ahead and ask for this whenever you're done with it. Can, you probably want uh, that one. Why the is other this, one? Yeah. Why is yeah, this right. sold at a hardware store, though? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I thought it was what? just a different brand. Yeah, I thought it was just a different okay, like flavor. Okay. Yeah, no, I want this one. Yeah. <laughs> Give me this one. That's funny. All right, let's take your calls first. Let's go to Bob in Nashville. Bob, how's it going? You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, great show. What up, Bob? Hey, um, I got a, I got a solution for the Connor Williams. How about put uh, Connor McGovern in the backfield on passing situations, and then he just steps up 
and lends a hand to Connor Williams. Um, this way, he does get beat. He then has somebody there to, you know, uh, another offensive lineman to back him up. Um, and my last point, real quick, is I'm still concerned about our linebacker core. Uh, our defensive line, we get up the field a lot, and we really need good linebackers. We got one of them. Layton's playing okay, and we got Micah, but I'm still concerned about the depth of our linebackers. Um, just want to bring those up. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob. It, Bob. Great call and, and two really good questions. We'll start with the offensive line question with Connor McGovern. Basically using him as an H-back in that situation and then in a passing down, using him to maybe step up into pass coverage and be that extra guy for Dak Prescott to have some protection. Now, the one thing I would say before I, I get your opinion on this is the fact that you are going to take a skills player off the field. And one of the strengths of your offense is having the wide assortment of skills players that you're out there to tra- challenge defense. So that's a that's a give and a take. You're going to have that. But is that a possibility to maybe use 66 in an up-back package since he's already been used as a fullback, maybe use him as an H-back a little bit there? I like Bob's thinking. You know, I, I, he has his water boy, you know, playbook out. And I, I can imagine, you know, Connor lining up in the backfield and then they saying shift. And then Connor just comes up and inserts right next to Tyler Biotis. I can see, I see what you're putting. I'll pick up what you're putting down. Um, to, to, to that point, I like, I also like respect what Kyle had to say. You don't want to take 11 personnel out of it. And I think when you bring that into, when you bring Connor as a sixth offensive lineman onto the field, you, you have to make some adjustments in terms of personnel that you're allowed to facilitate on the field. So uh, I like the idea of him rotating in there occasionally. Um, he's been getting his feet wet. I don't think that it's a, a coincidence that they've been utilizing him in the, on the, game, in the games um, at the running back position, at the slot position. They're getting him reps. Uh, in the in the case in which he has to step in and take that, and the, he, he'll be up on the speed of the game. So I don't don't think that this is just an illusion and just some fun stuff that that Kellen Moore is doing. Uh, it's it, I think it's in the back of their mind that they might swap those two out at some point in time, and he won't be a step behind. Um, uh, but yeah, what was the second part? It was about the linebackers. Let's, let's yeah get yeah yeah. We'll get to that next the, year. Sorry. The offensive line here. What do you think, Hekma? Yeah, I mean, this is a game of, of studying tendencies. And obviously, if he comes in on that, they'll just like, ah, there we go. I mean, <laughs> that's, it, that's my it, answer. In addition to what you said about the skill position spot. But, yeah, yeah, you know, right now, we had, well, last game, we had eight penalties for 80 yards. That's a lot. And we've been going through uh, the couple, a couple of weeks where we've been accumulating these penalties. We, wanna, we obviously want to scale that back. Um, and for Connor, he knows that he, needs, he has to be better. He has, he has to be getting evaluated on this each and every day. Yeah, I, I just think you can't – I wanted to see how many times he'd li- he's lined up either as an eligible receiver or as a – you know, in the backfield. It's only been – I think it was the most probably this game that he's checked in and and made himself eligible. Maybe five, six snaps a game. Like they're yeah. not going to do it. Dak Prescott throws at least thirty times a game. Like he's not going to be back there that often. But it's a nice it's a nice wrinkle yeah. and it's a and it's a good thought. Um, and I I agree with Isaiah. I mean I think they're they see that he's earned the right to be on the field. And if it's not this year, Connor Williams is a free agent next year. And Connor McGovern could very well be your left guard next year, depending on what happens. We'll see. But right now, they're trying to, you know, get him on the field a little bit. A little foreshadowing there. Could happen. Could happen. What do you think about the linebacker core? 
Yeah, I think I, I think he was spot on with what he said about Leighton. Um, after you know evaluating the game again, you know Michael did a really good job as well. Backs out of the backfield. Um, Ken O'Neill still waiting to see his impact. Really hadn't the production is going down a little bit uh, for him. But I think our linebacker group is fine. You know, it's it's one of it was one of those games where we had beat our opponent into submission and they were playing from behind. They had to do a lot to just try and make this game respectable with which they didn't. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm just, I don't want to worry so much about what's going on at the linebacker position. I think they played, you know, okay. I like our linebackers. I, I'm not comfortable. I think that's, that's, that's what Bob's referring to. I'm not comfortable with our depth. I'm not. If we have one, if we have one injury to that, to our linebacker core, we're going to be, in a, in a little bit of world of a little bit of trouble rotating there. in Francis Bernard and Luke Kiffer yeah, and, and I mean no especially with Cox guys. who was your depth ultimately yeah. and I don't think we I don't think any of us really know how effective either of those guys would be maybe those guys maybe they know more than us I hope they know more than us um, obviously with the personnel maybe those you know Gifford and Bernard can come out and they can ball mm-hmm. but in terms of what we know uh, against number one units we've never seen those guys versus one units before so um, I would like to see another veteran guy um, there just for depth purposes, just because injuries happen. Injuries happen, and you can't prevent them, and that's a high-contact position. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Smith, say what you want about him, but he was a guy that has made a Pro Bowl, and he's basically a backup linebacker for you in the past, and you can you can dissect the way he played, and was he effective and all that, but they don't have much experience there, so I think it has changed. Like, when this training camp started, I think this might have been their deepest position, yeah. other than wide receiver, and it's not anymore, so... Um, yeah, I, yeah. You just hope you don't have an injury. I, they don't seem concerned about it because they haven't gone out and signed somebody. They just brought up Francis Bernard off IR. But I think it is something. It's a high impact position. You get one injury there, uh, that would be a problem. I think too. Yeah, that Jabril Cox injury. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a, a big time key player, but it was key for your depth. On the, on the heels of the Jalen Smith release, it was both. Yeah, yeah. it killed it. Kind of that, was, that, was a, that was a two. That was uh, one-two punch right yeah. there. Kind and even still, they're there. not going to the Luke Gifford. I think Luke Gifford may have had two snaps yeah. or so in the game before. So even with that depth, they're not going into their bag uh, with those guys. But obviously, if Leighton goes down, if yeah. Keanu O'Neill goes down, um, Micah, any of those guys, you know, you, you're you're now back to square one with trying to get a playmaker in there, but. I think the most we saw Luke Gifford was in the goal line situation yeah, against exactly. Denver. That's where we saw Jabril Cox. Exactly, and that's exactly. Yeah. And Jabril Cox made the play against New York, yep. whereas whereas Luke Gifford did not make a play against Denver. So, <laughs> I guess that that does say it. But outside of that, you're right. He hasn't really been on the field a whole lot. But if something were to happen, definitely <laughs> would be there. Um, okay, Scott in Wyoming, you were on what? talking Cowboys. What up, Scott? Scotty. Hey guys. Hey, good, good morning. Hey, um, thinking back to the early 80s, I think it was Washington that normalized the H-back position. And also during the 80s, I watched Lawrence Taylor terrorize us quite a bit. <laughs> right. And, but the Giants used him, you know, they used him all over the field. And if there's anybody that could create a hybrid backer position, it's got to be Dan Quinn. Laura, um, uh, Micah reminds me of LT a lot, 
And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I really, you know, I'm kind of optimistic that uh, they, you never know, you know, what, what he might be able to come up with. So maybe we just need to be patient about that. But, um, you know, I've been watching, you know, ever since I watched the tape of, of uh, Micah uh, first out of Penn State, man, I'm saying LT to myself. And mm. so what do you think? That's high praise. It's very high praise. Appreciate the call, Scott. And the the one thing I have to say about it is he didn't directly compare him to LT. He said he reminds him of LT. So that's always going to be high praise. Anytime that name is what pops in your head when you're watching a guy play, you're like, okay, all right, that guy's a dog. And that's exactly what we're seeing with Micah Parsons. Instant dog. That's that's (laughs) a conversation. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I wanted to go back to what he was saying about the the Washington football team and the way they incorporated the H-back in the 80s. I I think that, like, if you – back in the 80s, they had these guys called the Hogs. And they would run a counter tray with those guys, and they would count left, right. And it was hard to stop John Riggins – on those counter trays. And so you don't see that. And we do it a little bit as well. When we, pull, we are pulling our guards, we don't bring the, the tight end out uh, outside as well. But that's just one of the things that it's like there's nothing new under the sun in the NFL. And as much as things you think are new, they have been used before. You know, it's just recycling themselves over and over again. But, but I, that's a great observation on his side. Well, LT's a little before my time. Like what – how was he used that's different than the way they're using Micah here in terms of I you know, thinking back then, I always remember Lawrence Taylor on the right side, you know, rushing. So I don't I didn't see him all over the place. And again, he may be talking about a different time period than I I remember. Um, but he was just a he just terrorized your offenses, man. He was a guy that you couldn't stop. You could put a tight end out there if you want to, leave your tackle on an island with him. It was only a matter of time before he got his sacks. And so everything was going away uh, from LT. He wasn't one of those ends where you said, you know, oh, he only does the pass. He can only he'll come after the quarterback. He didn't play the run well. No, nah, that was a lie. He played everything well. But he was never off the ball, though. I mean, he was a no, pass no. rusher. Yeah. He was a pass rusher. Yeah. yeah, okay, That's okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's what he's getting at. Is trying to just make Micah into that role. I want to but. say they did stand him up quite a bit, though. Every once in a while, Lawrence. I want to say they stood him up. Not not to the extent well, of Micah Parsons and putting him at the second Carl level. Carl Banks, Pepper Johnson, those guys were your linebackers. He yeah. was he was your he edge was up front. Yeah. yeah, edge guy. Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Belichick sir. Defenses? Yeah, for yeah. a little bit. So, um, what do you think about? The the H back scenario there of like using a couple different guys, it kind of being versatile and using guys in different situations, like Scott was asking there. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. He just kind of mentioned it about the Washington football team and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But I but I think we're already doing that. Already yeah. talking I think about we're it. already using our tight ends as ace, yeah. as H backs. These guys go in motion on one side and you see them come back and block yeah. the edge on the other side. So I mean it's just a come part down of, and crack back block. Yeah, on the exactly. Top of it. So yeah. I think I think Kellen Moore uses that uh to his advantage every game and doesn't line up with a traditional fullback, but he finds a way to get a lead blocker. All right, let's take one more call before we take our next break. Mike from Newton, Iowa is on the line. Mike Welcome to Talking Cowboys. Uh oh, I don't hear anything. Did Hello, we lose Mike? Mike. I don't even hear the. You became a Newton. I don't hear the. I don't hear the the buzz that we normally would have. Zip 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 Mike. All right, Chris. Let's go ahead and go to a break then, since we don't have anything zip, zip, here. Mike. Mike, call us back. Call us back if he's if he's on the line still or not on the line. Oh, now I hear the buzz. Mike, are you there? Hello. Hey, Mike. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. How's hey, it going? 
Hey, pretty good. My question, uh, I'll make it quick because you guys are going to go on the break. My question is to Isaac Steinback. Uh, Donovan Wilson. I mean, if you guys recall, last year he popped uh, Cook, the Minnesota running back. Mm-hmm. And my question is on that, are we going to see him pop somebody like if he comes in the Kansas City game? Because lately I haven't seen him pop anybody. I mean, I see him make tackles, but he's not popping anybody to uh, set the temple. I like it, man. Is that on the stat sheet? Pop. That's an official stat from Mike in Iowa. Thanks for the call, Thanks, Mike. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye. Hey, that's what Donovan Wilson did last year. He's known yeah. as a heavy hitter. And I can only remember one time this year this where he year. really clacked the pads and we thought it was going to be a penalty. So he's not in there nearly as much either. Yeah, he got hurt there when he go. came back. Malik Hooker was playing more. Yeah, so he's not in there nearly as much. Uh, I think he's trying. I know when we're watching a game, you know, in the studio, we're He's flying around. He's trying to get in there, but there's other guys that are there already. So he's kind of just the cleanup man. So that's kind of a testament to our front seven and their ability to kind of you know, get things under wraps before he shows up. Last year, he was coming down having to make the tackles. This year, he's not having to do that as much when he's in the game. Our, I think our guys up front are really handling it. So that's, that's really good. Yeah, I, I just jogged my memory about J. Ron Curse because I think that's part of the thing is they, they've got more safety depth than they – by far than they had last year, and that's affecting his snaps. But I think also maybe Curse going back to the linebackers, like that helps a little bit too, because yeah. he's he's a safety, but he's around the box a lot, yeah. plays every snap. I they probably look at him almost like as part of sort of that linebacker core, even though he is a safety, just in terms of that big nickel and and the versatility that he provides, even though. Uh, you know, in a base situation, he's not a guy that you know is going to line up and 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 stack up against the run like a normal linebacker would all the time. I saw Donald, Donald do some really good things in the Atlanta game. Yeah. I, I mean, he came up. I can't remember which quarter it was, but came up to the line of scrimmage and flew and knocked the hell he, out of an offensive he, lineman. He did pop somebody. Yeah, in I mean, in, in the running game, he was standing guys yeah. up. I'm, and that's old school. I mean, you don't find it since Rod Woodson, guys that where your defensive mm. backs were coming in and knocking the hell out of an offensive lineman. And Donald did that. I mean, just the physical attack style of Dan Quinn's defense, I think all of these guys have bought into. And it's really good to see Donovan Wilson get into the fold now. Um, after obviously not really seeing him in, in training camp. You know I want to see it. Of course. Yeah. That's my guy. Giga Mags. Yes. There you go. Uh, we were just talking about linebacker depth, but I, I have no issues with the safety depth right now. Even even though I know not a lot of it is yeah, – is, is, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah come where's on. that wood? Uh, but, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. But like we said, it could change in a heartbeat just like it did at the linebacker spot. Okay, Orlando, we're going to get to you after the break. When we come back, we'll go out to you in New Mexico, and we'll hear Isaac Stanback's rendition of the Essilor <laughs> read. When we return here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. 
where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Final segment. A couple minutes left here in our Talking Tuesday edition. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back. Also in the back, Aaron Gonzalez. We want to send out a fantastic celebration for him and round of applause for Mr. Aaron. Love he it. just got a full time gig with the Dallas Stars. Ooh. Dallas Stars. Dallas. Stars. Stars. So we're sad to see him go, but we are super excited for what he's going to do. With the stars, great people over there at the American Airlines Center, and they do great work as always. Need to pick up the win column a little bit, Aaron. So if you can take some of the dubs that the Cowboys have been getting and try and no, 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 don't take those. Don't away. take it from no, the Cowboys, but just try and spread the winning culture. Spread, spread the culture. First round, bye. <laughs> That's the chant you need to use. Uh, but yeah, the stars need to win a couple more games. But Aaron's gonna, he's gonna do great things over there, and we're sad to see him go, yeah, but definitely awesome. happy for him moving forward. All right, let's go to Orlando in New Mexico. Orlando, you're on Talking Cowboys from the land of enchantment. How's it going? Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. I I hear you guys every morning. Um, I'm actually here at work right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate it. I'm to call you guys. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of you guys. Uh, Lifetime Cowboy fan. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go, boys. (laughs) Let's get it done. No, my two questions were, is, um, I know that our offense needs to get on a roll against Patrick Mahomes and, the, and them, the Chiefs defense. My question was, um, how fast do we have to um, get on pace? You know, do we have to score like we did this last game to prove a point? You know what I mean? To, to not starting off slow like we usually do. Because these, this is going to be a top opponent, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. um, and my second part was, um, how are we going to do without Tank and without Randy Gregory again? You know what I mean? I know we have Michael Parsons, you know? They move him around from outside to inside to the middle, you know? Basically, he's like a monster all over the field, you know? Yeah. Um, my question was, how are we going to do against that cheese offense with our defense, you know? And... Uh, 
that, that's my question. You know, how are we going to uh, um, basically our offense? Do they need to start off fast? You know, I got you. Orlando, what, what part of New Mexico are you in? Uh, Deming, New Mexico, southern. Southern New Mexico. Basically near the border. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was going to say, and thank you for the call, by the way, Orlando. Appreciate you giving a call. Great questions. The way I was going to reference this was if he was in northern New Mexico, there are lots of mountains and ski valleys, the Mm. Taos Ski Valley, Red River. This is going to be like going straight down a slope. This game is going to be high pace, (laughs) no stopping. You better find a way to get it done because if not, you're going to be tumbling all the way down. Is it ski season yet? Yeah. I guess so. It okay. Yeah, it's ski season out there, huh? I wish. I wish I would. You think I have time to go out there? Didn't you do a show you, from New you Mexico know who with the mountains no. in the background? Oh, I did yeah. do that. I did. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oops. It's like the ultimate yeah. flex. He's got the mountains, <laughs> the, in the, mountains back. in the back. Yeah, what the hell? That's when I first came on board. I that. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is, is this is going to be so fast-paced. There are going to be twists. There are going to be turns. But you have to get a good start. If you're not foundation you don't have a foundation base in this game i feel like you're going to be in trouble do you guys have anything to add on that no i mean i, I absolutely agree and I, I alluded to the the amount of games that we have in 12 12 days i feel like the this Kansas City game we need to dispose of them as quickly as possible because we have another game coming up on thursday obviously if it doesn't play out like that that's fine i mean but you don't want to be in the dog fight the overtime all of that uh as well so i just you know, I agree with him. Uh, offensively, we would like to, to start fast only because we're up against an opponent that can strike fast as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we find ourselves in a track meet by the third quarter that would not be advantageous. Not at all. Yeah, this isn't a team that you want to have a track meet with. I know we're not talking about them until tomorrow, but um, these guys – Usually, whenever there's two teams that are high-powered offenses, like usually it's like a defensive game. Right, isn't that, isn't that usually how yeah. it goes? Cancel like, each other out. Yeah, yeah, they cancel each other out. It's like both teams usually suck on offense, but hopefully they just suck on offense. But, but to your point, we do need to get going fast against these guys. The reason being, you don't want you don't want to play the Chiefs when they have all their available options. You want to negate them to just simply throwing a ball. And luckily, Patrick Mahomes has not been throwing the ball well on the move this year. His decision-making hasn't been great. So if we can get him in a situation where they have to throw the ball, and we know that we can just send, you know, Parsons or whoever else on, you know, to add some pressure, uh, I think that he'll he'll give us some opportunities for our defense. Yeah, I mean, the, the best situations for the defense this year has been when the Cowboys have had a lead. I mean, not that they can't play in a tight game or play from behind, but you know, if they fall down fourteen nothing on the road, that's going to be a problem. Offensively, you're not doing everything you want to do, and defensively, Pat can dictate to you what he wants to get accomplished, and they could be more balanced because they haven't. Their running game hasn't been um, as much of a featured part of their offense. Maybe it doesn't need to be, um, but you don't want that to happen on the road. That that environment is as tough as it gets. Man, this game just has me so excited. I, I think it's going to live up to the hype. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And he asked the second part of that question. We're running out of time here, so we're going to have to get off before we answer it. But the good news is, is we're going to talk about it all show tomorrow. How is the Cowboys defense going to slow down the Kansas City offense? That was his question. We've got an entire show on it tomorrow. 45 minutes? Only 45 minutes? Only 45 minutes. Mm, that would be fun. We, we're going to have to figure out a way to kind of player. condense it. <laughs> Still not enough. Still not enough, but we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Glad you've been with us here over the last 45 minutes of this one. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?